It's Friday the 22nd of December. I'm Mark Stedman and this is Morning Creative. I'm joined this morning by one of the uh, internet's most famous cat detectives, Roscoe. I feel like I should have um, proper surnames for for both Roscoe and Bailey, but um, they uh, they have just the one names, and Roscoe's looking at me intently. Um, I think he's expecting to be fed, but he's already had his breakfast. I feel like we've had this discussion before, uh, but hey ho, this is uh, this is this is what happens on a daily show. I hope you are well and that you are looking forward to the weekend. It is Friday, and uh, on this most twenty second of uh, of all December's, and uh, we are talking about AI today so have a little a little 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 chat about ai um because i think we can have uh, a lot of fear rightly i think it's uh, understandable in our creative fields that there should be a fair amount of fear and uncertainty um is ai coming for our jobs um and i think there is a very real sort of concern uh, that people have that I don't want to gloss over, you know. Creative people have had their work stolen, like wholesale from underneath them and fed into these giant language models, uh, these large language models, which are run amorally. You know, that was done amorally. It was simply, well, all the information's out there on the internet. It's all public domain surely it's it's ours for the taking and it's like well, that's not really how it works just because information is available doesn't mean that you get to use it for your own ends and then effectively make money from it you know so listen i i i am sort of um more than broadly i am pro ai um and so i hope if you are not that i'm not gonna expect you to, to win you over but um at least you know maybe show what some people's points of views are and show how it needn't be so so bleak but i definitely want to acknowledge the the very real thing of you know you can type someone's name into uh, an image generator for example and get stuff that sounds like them or that looks like them um and that's not you know there is no way in with that in which that's cool and i'm not going to suggest or advocate um, for that being cool. Um, what I like to do, and, and it's something that I think we've, we've touched on in the last couple of episodes, really, is a theme going here about acceptance. Um, and sometimes acceptance can feel like uh, giving up or giving in. Um, and I don't think it has to be. It doesn't have to be resignation. It can be a choice. We can make a a specific choice to stand up and say, okay, like I accept this. I am going into this world i'm not going to keep pushing against it because ultimately or you know another way of looking at this is is if you're at the front line of it then you know if you're vocal about it then maybe you get to have a say rather than if all you're saying is no this is bad that's all you can say whereas if you're on the front line saying okay this is happening and we need to make some changes. You know, this is AI is here, and we need to think about these things. Then that's absolutely sort of a concern. You know, I I have my particular um, my particular bugbear, if you like, 
when it comes to crypto. Like, I completely shut down. I'm just, I'm not interested. Uh, I, you know, I've made my mind up about crypto and I'm doing nobody any favors by simply having that and, and being unwilling to engage and sort of looking askance at anyone who who does engage because actually perhaps and you know we can't do this for everything we've got lives to live we've got stuff to do um but there is an argument to say well why don't you engage and actually say this is happening and it needs to improve just a thought um now this show is partly powered by ai not the music not me i'm not an ai yet um the i you know I, I think occasionally i might use uh something you know a, a, a large language model to help come up with uh if i need a bunch of questions that i want to think about sometimes that can help um but and and i use it for transcription i use it for creating the show notes and I also so that show, by show notes I literally mean just the description of the episode, um, and uh, for coming up finding quotes of things that I said, uh, so that I can then make those into Instagram cards and um, and that kind of stuff, and it you know, helps me with a, an Instagram description as well. And I tend to not use that, but what it's really good for, and what we'll get into, where I am bullish certainly on the the llm side the large language model side and i you know i can't speak much to the image gener- generation stuff um but i you know I, I can speak to the the llm stuff is they're really good at specific things now we we use the phrase generative ai but actually i i i don't use them for for much that is what we might call generative um, I use it for helping, and what I think it's phenomenal at is taking a corpus of data and pulling out meaning. And there's lots and lots and lots of ways that is really, really helpful. We can take a whole book, a whole, or, you know, a, a TED talk, a webinar. Um, transcript from an event. I could take episodes that I've done uh, of of this uh, podcast and others, and we can put those into a large language model with some context, and we can ask it questions. And then that becomes really useful. The way that I like to use it is simply for doing all of the rubbishy little jobs that I don't want to do. I don't really want to be my own social manager, social media manager. I'd like to be able to, you know, pay someone and, and um, that for the moment ship came and went. Um, but that's something that I'd like to be able to do so that it's just, you know, I can then concentrate on doing this and spend, you know, it's really about spending the allotted time that I have for this project on the project rather than, doing the marketing for the marketing for the marketing, as uh, I believe we've discussed before. I want to be able to just say, you know, here's, I made the thing. Now let's, you know, let someone else um, actually sort of hawk it from town to town. And that is where AI is doing a huge amount for me. And that is where I would like to see it go further. And if you are resistant to AI, I mean, if you're resistant to it on moral grounds, there's nothing I can, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to convince you. Like I said, it's like me and 
the uh, uh and the and the crypto like i'm uh, essentially opposed to it on moral grounds um because we don't need to get into it so it's 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 going to take and i'm not unwilling to be convinced but it's going to take more than someone saying three people can send you 20p in a podcast app that no one uses like that's not gonna get me excited about crypto but if you can make a really salient case for why it's not as bad for the environment as we know it is and you know that is also a case for ai it is using a a large amount of power and there is a question there of how comfortable we are about that now i i will admit to you i haven't done the numbers i don't know i i um, i'm certain it's nowhere near as much as crypto uses but i do know that ai uses a significant amount of energy which is one reason why lots of people actually just use open ai's system um and you know and and skin it effectively or, or mash it up in a particular way because this stuff's really expensive to run um and you need all sorts of data centers and stuff so if you are kind of opposed to this stuff on moral grounds then then there's not a lot i can do and you're free to you know skip this the rest of this episode and go about your day um because you're not wrong um and i'm not going to try and convince you that you are but if you can entertain a world where there might be some value in AI, then that's what I'd sort of want to open up, really, because what we have now for any written, you know, anything that you do in speech or the written word, we've got a phenomenal set of tools at our disposal. We can take, like I said, a speech or aimless rambling like this, and turn it into something real. So actually, one of the things I forgot to tell you that I do use for AI, I do use AI for, yeah, alongside all the other stuff, is I also throw the transcript into a thing and basically say, make this look like real writing, rather than this stream of consciousness with its repetitions and its fragment sentences and its ums and ahs and all the rest of it, and its, and its quirky quirks. Um, it will. It can turn that into something that actually reads, maybe a little bit more like a speech that's been written and then presented. And what's that useful for? What what is that useful for? That is useful for putting on the web to help Google get a better understanding of what the episode is about. Because we're not feeding it the transcript because Google still doesn't really understand what a transcript is, and it doesn't like speech um, because speech doesn't read the way that the written word does it just it's it's a much more it's much harder to follow um but you condense something down and you tidy it up and you put it through a system that's that is able to extract meaning and that is essentially what ai is phenomenal at is it a it is a it's two things it's a meaning engine and it is a text prediction system or it's a it's a like a an auto predict system so my limited understanding, and I think this is useful context, be- uh, one of the reasons being, if you have concerns about AI, cert- you know, certainly, or um, sometimes feeling like it actually is a bit sentient and it does know a bit, a bit of stuff because it can be creepy, this is what's actually happening, is the text that you feed it is being split up into different tokens and... Um, and then combined into different, uh, there is a name for it, and I can't remember, but sort of fragments. And the system plots. 
So if we if we think about dimensions, we have you know um, x, y, z, and time as our dimensions. There is effectively uh, what these systems have is they have a, like a graph of meaning that is like I can't remember how many dimensions deep, but it's very, very, very deep. Um, and so it's not just three dimensions. It's not just X, Y, and Z or, the, you know, the four. It's it's many, many, many dimensions. And so basically all these bits of information are plotted on graphs and turned into numbers. And so that is how a computer is able to say that thing is like that thing, not by looking at how similar the words are necessarily or, you know, how similarly spelt some words are, but by actually looking at where they appear on the graph, like the graph of meaning. And that's the really fun and interesting thing. So what it's then doing is it's saying, okay, words in, and I'm, I'm oversimplifying partly out of ignorance and partly to just get us moving here. Uh, AI, the, you know, these, these systems are saying, okay, that's the meaning. Now, given the prompt I was given, what is the next logical word that should come out? What is the next basically most common word? Which is often why if you ask chat gpt to write you a blog post on a particular topic it won't sound like you it was it won't sound like anyone it will sound probably pretty american because you know that's the vast majority of data that we have certainly in the english language um and it will have a very generic probably a little bit perky a little bit upbeat sometimes a little bit hey guys because that seems to be the uh, common sort of lowest common denominator without causing any kind of offense kind of language. And that's essentially the thing. And I've talked about this before, that AI really, when you ask it to do stuff without giving it a real corpus of data, it's going to just spit out kind of uninspiring mush. It's going to pull from the middle because it is that's literally its job its job is to go what is the most likely word to follow the previous word that is actually what it does it's there is no sentience there is no real intelligence we're calling it ai and you know everybody's going to have different definitions of what ai is and it's not too important but essentially this is not the same as um uh, this is not a terminator the, you know this is simply a very sophisticated autocomplete mechanism. That's what it is. And so where it gets interesting is, like I said, not to say write me a blog post on this. And yet we all had fun, didn't we, at the beginning of the year, like write me a sonnet on this thing um, but or write me a limerick about shepherd's pie uh, in the style of George Formby. Like, Lots of us had fun with that kind of stuff at the beginning, and sure, you can have a bit of you can have a bit of a laugh. But where it becomes actually useful is give it your stuff, and you know it's already stolen everything. It's not going to st- it's not like it's stealing your stuff and going, oh, that's going into the into the system now. Currently, that's not what's happening. Um, but what you can do is you can feed it your stuff, and then you can say, tell you know, ask it questions, give me three things that are important about this work if you are a scientist whatever like one of the things i use it for a lot is um or use it a lot for is taking the transcript of a podcast episode and say give me three reasons that i should listen to this episode and it will and it will tell me this is what you're going to learn from this episode that's phenomenally useful give me a list of of timestamps give me a list of quotes 
uh, tell me about this week's guest. Is there anything that I should link to? Um, you can start adding all of this stuff. Um, and so, you know, that that's just from the from the podcast angle. But let's say you are uh, a verbal thinker, and this is something that I'll be, uh, I think, having some fun within the new year, within the uh, happy startup community. Um, let's say you are more of a verbal thinker. I certainly am. And I, I this doing this and, and previous shows has made me realize I'm not just a verbal thinker. I am. That's how I generate ideas. That's how I come up with ideas is by talking them through. Um, which is, I think, one of the reasons why when I've tried pre-preparing too much, it actually doesn't come off as well. Like, I was I was working from notes earlier, and I'm now I'm now sat here with my eyes shut, and I'm feeling a lot better about it. Um, and I, you know, I all I can do is is keep driving and hope I don't hit anything, and hope you know I still create value to you. But I have a sense that I probably am doing more of that than I am being stilted and trying to follow my notes and not actually coming up with any new ideas. So if you are the kind of person who understands the world by talking it through, then you could do something like a LinkedIn Live or uh, you know a YouTube video or a, a one-person podcast like this, One Mic Show, and start discovering uncovering for yourself what you think about whatever it is that you care about in your sphere what do you understand about your own creative practice what is getting you up what's um, frustrating you you could do this even just as a whatsapp note to yourself play the audio back get it back into some software uh, there's a free transcription app for the mac um, that you can just throw audio into and it will give you that back. Throw that into some AI and, and and then say, what did I say here? Or what was interesting here? Or you can even say, like, argue against this. I've done that before. I've taken a blog post um, and I've said, give me the case against this because then that can help you even further. If you've got to make a case for something, if you've got to justify something, you can have a whole rant that you've given, either spoken out loud or written down and then get the ai to say present me some questions that gain say this that allow me to then you are further doing the work you're you're not you know getting the the ai to come up with the counter arguments but you're getting the ai to generate questions for you that's another really useful thing to do is to give you prompts make this stuff serve you rather than the you know the the sense that we have that we are all going to bow to our robotic overlords at some point um we can absolutely make this stuff work for us because ultimately it's not really that intelligent it's just really really good at the very narrow thing that it does now that's going to change there's new stuff coming up and it's i'm sure it's going to blow our minds but then after a while we'll just go yeah no it's a really clever algorithm that's doing this particular dance and it does it really really well but create the, the the thing I want to leave you with, if you're still legitimately got worries as a creative person about what AI can do, AI can do lots of things. It can make art that looks like other people's. It cannot create new stories. It cannot create new experiences. It can only synthesize existing ones. It can't tell you about a real heartfelt heart-wrenching experience it had that was uniquely its own it can make up a story but all that it, well, it can't it can it can write text that looks like it's a story that's been made up but all it is is just mashed up words from other people it's just cud that's been regurgitated back 
I'm not saying don't ever worry about AI. I'm not saying you you know don't have concerns, but let them not be so grave at this point. It's a very deep sounding phrase, wasn't it? Let them not be so grave, my dear. Um, like seriously, like they're not as smart as 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 that. They're never going to have an original thought in in the the you know the system we have now the only real way you can have an original thought is by having experiences and ai cannot experience once it does then we're talking about sentience and that's a whole different ball game that's all, because then you're talking about essentially you're talking about creating life which is a whole other thing that we haven't got time to get into now because i've got to go uh let you go about your day but like yeah, the point of which we are talking about something so sophisticated that it can genuinely create because it's having experiences, then we are actually talking about sort of fundamentals of life, and that's a whole other concept. And then you sort of start getting into, well, would you deny a living creature access to its own creativity? AI as we have it now is not a living creature. It's maths. It's really good, sophisticated maths. And it can... On the the, the, the very last point, on especially when it comes to graphic work, because it's such a big thing, I understand, completely understand the fear and the worry about it taking people's jobs. My... And, and by the way, fight me over email if, if I'm wrong about this, because I'm very happy to hear it. Mark at... Uh, morningcreative.fm but I believe that that AI is doing work for people that would not be prepared to pay for good work in the first place that's the point I still I, I use I, I have occasionally used image generation generating uh, things but when I want a good logo I've been considering a new one for the morning uh, for morning creative uh, and it's from someone I got a logo from before that was so different from what I'd expected I loved it um I'm much more likely I'm gonna pay a human to do that not out of some moral obligation but because what they're gonna do is gonna be better they're gonna take better direction they're actually gonna work with text they're you know all of that stuff they're actually gonna fundamentally understand what I mean from an emotional level not just a semantic level and so I I, I know people are using generative uh, image generation um, but I don't think it's in um really putting anyone's jobs at risk who because i don't think those people were going to pay for that work anyway that's that's my thought that's my take perhaps it's a bit as the americans might say pollyanna-ish but that's what i believe anyway listen we've gone uh plenty over uh but it is a friday and so that is an affordance that i allow um and uh, i thank you for spending the time with me if you do uh, want to chat then mark at morningcreative.fm is a way you can get in touch with me there are also Lots of other ways that you can find me. Essentially, if you type at Hello Stedman into any kind of app, you will find me. And there's a link uh, to lots of them, or there are links to lots of them in your show notes on your podcast player right now. Um, as also is a link to, if you would like to buy me a coffee I, or a beer, I would greatly appreciate one um, just as a way to say thanks for the week. Um, don't have to, but it's there if, you, if you'd like to. I've had lots of fun. Um, going to continue to experiment if you've got thoughts on uh things like length of the show content am i repeating myself too much content am i no i'm not going to do that joke um then um yeah get in touch uh always happy to hear it i i want to make the best show uh possible so um yeah 
let me know. And to those that have sent compliments, we are going to talk about compliments in a an upcoming uh, episode because they are powerful things to keep you going. So we're going to talk about those in another uh, another time. But to everyone who has uh, given me compliments, you know, just said they like it. Thank you. It means the world. It, it's that is my fuel. That is, you know, you're keeping me going. Not that I'm um, in, in any danger of stopping because I'm having so much fun, but like. I love it. So keep them coming. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend. And I look forward to speaking with you again next Monday. And until then, I like you very much. (laughs) 